0: Many today is the first day with every new school year come changes. Big one announced by the state government that will in part come into effect today. 45 schools as of today in South Australia will have a mobile phone ban. Uh, That represents more than a quarter of the state's 160 high schools. The idea is that by the middle of the year, by the end of term two, there is a complete ban on mobile phones in public schools. Blair Boyer is the education minister and joins us on 5AA Breakfast. Minister, good morning to you.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Why, why couldn't all, all schools have a ban in place by today?
1: Well, I guess we wanted to make sure that we gave schools a bit of time to work out how they would implement the ban at their site. Some schools are doing doing it in a different way. We have um, some, including the school that the Premier and I were at yesterday, down at Seaview High School, that are using the pouches that kids carry on, on you know, carry on their person and have the phone inside and then it it locks using a magnet. Um, Some will use lockers some will use um, school bags in all cases it needs to be uh, off and on airplane mode Um, but we always set it as term three of this year I guess just to give schools enough time to either choose to do it on day one or maybe um, spend term one and two looking at how other schools are doing it and what's working for them um, and then modelling their approach a bit more on that
0: so is is there a, the potential that the approach becomes uniform either in the second half of this year or or next year, as opposed to this sort of piecemeal school by school approach to implementing the ban?
1: Uh, no, I think you mean will really in terms of whether they use pouches or, or pouches or lockers
0: or, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think what I think it will will remain flexibility because that um, from all the sort of consultation and research we did um, is what has worked interstate in in places like Victoria I think WA has it as well. For some schools, the, the, the backpack might work completely perfectly. Others, the locker, uh, need to keep in mind, not all schools actually have lockers. Like, that was even a surprise to me when I learned that some time ago. I went to a school that had lockers. Some don't use those. Um, so I think that having a bit of flexibility um, is important, but we will be there to support schools if they decide to use the pouches, you because know, there is a cost to those. Um, and if they feel that's the best fit for them, um, but they don't, for instance, have the resources possibly to, to you know, purchase them, I'm very happy to have conversations with schools about how we support them to do it.
0: What is the justification for spending some $30,000 like Seaview Higher on these lead-lined pouches? W- w- why are they required? What wouldn't a, a plastic box in the classroom suffice, for example?
1: Yeah, um, the, the pouch technology is pretty impressive. Um, we've got to have a, a, a good... Look at it yesterday, and the school is actually putting up 22 locking stations, or in this case, they will be opening stations because the students carry the pouch with them, and they can open it, um, have an open, and they can put the the phone in and then close it themselves. But what they will need is the magnetic opener to get access to it and open it. So the school is putting these um, uh, boxes that have the opening device in 22 locations um, around the school. Uh, Gets over some of the, I guess, issues in terms of who is responsible for the uh, device because the students get to carry it uh, on them. Um, so uh, it's, it's it's appealing to some schools, I guess. The trial that we did at Port Lincoln, which was really successful, and some of the feedback that we got from that, will was you know about a reduction in poor behaviour, bullying, that kind of stuff, better uh, attention to learning in the classroom. That school did use the pouches, but plenty of other evidence out there which suggests that um, putting them away in lockers, they've got to be off and on airplane mode or in backpacks off and or on airplane mode, um, can also work just as effectively.
0: We received a text from a parent earlier in the program that suggested they'd be really uncomfortable with the idea that their child didn't have a phone at least at recess and lunch with the capacity to contact them. What would you say to parents who are concerned in that way?
1: Yeah, I've certainly had a bit of feedback around that and what I would say is So we have exemptions in place where it's appropriate so students can use them, and that'll be around things like, you know, often medical conditions. You know, a few people reached out through social media yesterday saying, what about my child who might have diabetes or a complicated health condition? Uh, The policy has exemptions in place to cater for that. Um, Talking to the principal of View yesterday, Will, um, Penny said that of the 1,300 students at their school, currently there's only applying for exemptions, but that's a good thing. There, mm. there might be some more. Um, but, you know, I remember it's not so long ago that you know, we didn't have mobile phones. I finished high school in 1999. Um, mobile phones weren't around. If parents needed to reach you, they'd ring the front office and you can get a message like that, and our, our, our staff are very responsive to that. So I think the exemption policy is um, will provide uh, ability for those students and families who might have really you know, exceptional circumstances or medical things that they need to take into account, the ability to use them, but there's always a way of getting a message um, to your kids, the old-fashioned way, I might call it.
0: Uh, Minister George Netherby's called in with a question for you. Good morning, George. You've got Minister uh, Blair Boyer. Uh,
1: good morning. My question is... Uh, oh, my statement first. Uh, I'm sure capable teachers are not letting students take calls in the middle of class, so they're using the phones for either text messaging or, or music. A laptop can do the exact same thing. Are you planning on taking the laptops away? Yeah, so good question, George. So the, the laptop will fall under one of the approved um, devices that students need to use for their study. So that's how our um, education system um, works now. But we do have, you know, the uh, the local area networks or the LANs that they run off at schools uh, uh, have the ability to make sure that those functions uh, can't be used. So we have. Know, blocking technology that is already in place that I guess kids were able to work around if they had their own mobile phone and their own data plan with them to be able to do all the things George said around listen to music or play games or receive messages. But we're confident that we can keep, you know, keep that out if it's just the approved school laptop device rather than carrying their iPhone or AirPods or smartwatch as well.
0: Minister, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining us. Good on you, Will. Thank you. That's the education minister, Blair Boyer, on the day where students are going back to school. A lot of kids having their first day at school. One of those belongs to David Pemberthy, hence he's out of the studio and participating in what will be the what we we, we expect is the final first school drop-off that he's going to have in his absence. At Lucy Loken is in. Morning to you, Luce.
2: Well, funny you say that. I mean, unless there are any surprises in Tembo's exactly. future, we don't maybe know. he'll send a fifth child to school, maybe, maybe not.
0: And I don't think anything's out of the question. Wondering whether people, were, if anyone had any memorable stories from their first day at school, double 0000 or text us on 0 04808 1395. Did yours go off without a hitch?
2: Yes, from memory, I started. My schooling was very easy. I was reception in two thousand, so year one two thousand and one. So right through, it was very easy to remember. So I can never forget mm. when I finished year twelve, which was twenty twelve. Uh, but I used to catch the school bus uh, along a dirt road, so uh, in the country. So yeah, I used to jump on the school bus with my brother, uh, little me, with this huge backpack. Uh, all being well, I think I think it did go well. I had my mum as my kindy teacher, so that oh, that was, helps. That started me off for for a good schooling at Riverton Primary.
0: I was back in the day when before you had to be five years old to be in school. I think I was four and a half. I was way too young, and I think my first day at school started with me chasing my parents out. Uh, I backed t- back towards the car <laughs> <laughs> as though I was trying to jailbreak. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't pick up from there. I think I remember getting very, very ill that first day. And I think I then had one day on and about four days off after that. Perhaps the trauma of the entire scenario. If you had a memorable first day, let us know. double 0000. Do we have a? we a prize we or something sure to, give away to
2: We have a double to give away to an Evening Under the Stars VIP experience uh, Saturday the 11th of February at Unleashed Soldiers Memorial Garden. Evening Under the Stars, food, drinks, you name it. Give us a ring.
0: Sounds magnificent. The weather uh, accommodating. The weather hasn't been accommodating much in Auckland at the moment. We're off to New Zealand in a moment. Extraordinary amount of rain. Four people have lost their lives, uh, sadly in the floods. Trains being derailed. It's like a disaster film. We'll bring you up to speed with the latest next. Get you across some of the uh, developing stories of the morning and go behind closed doors. David Penberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5,
1: five double A, 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 A breakfast. breakfast.